Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Carly. It's Lauren. It's Mike. It's Asal. And new week, same question. <laughs> Lauren, why should you be single this week? Um, okay, I should be single this week because, as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I like to minimize the waste I put on this planet, in particular things to do with plastic and one of the things I like to do is um, reuse Ziploc bags because I think that it's stupid that you use them once and throw them in the garbage. Okay. So I clean my Ziploc bags and Arnold thinks I'm crazy. Like he, like he watches, he doesn't really say anything. He just watches me like, why are you doing that? But I'm like, you could get so many uses out of a Ziploc bag. Like, I don't think I've bought freezer bags for like years. Like yeah. obviously I wouldn't reuse it if it was like, gross or had holes in it or like something but like for the most part you can reuse them um so that's why i should be single because i am that person that literally is in the kitchen scrubbing my ziploc bags that is so funny like it's really smart i don't do that like it is really smart but it is something it's like funny like i feel like <laughs> like arnold making fun of you <laughs> well like and i do have like because they sell like reusable ziploc bags and i yeah. do have a bunch of those but i also just have like a bunch of just plastic bags yeah. that like i've collected over time yeah. <laughs> that I just reuse until I can't reuse them anymore. Wait, wait, so when we mean plastic bags, like, so you just mean like the Ziploc bags, that's what you're reusing, right? You're not like, using yeah, but like I also reuse, like if I have like a bag from like a loaf of bread, like I'll reuse that bag for something else. Oh, you're an old lady. Okay. Oh, I get wow. It. Yeah. Okay. That's some grandma Unless shit. it has something like gross <laughs> in it. Like, or, yeah, or, for like, sure. It's gone moldy or something like. I was about to be like, oh yeah, I totally do that. But I'm just like, hmm. Or like onions. <laughs> I get rid of the smell of onions in a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. But yeah. Onions so. are so good. Okay. I'm just trying to save the planet. Fair. What about uh, you guys? Well, I, I think Asal was, yeah, I, was I, I heard her and then she's like, Carly, Carly. I'm like, well, listen, guys, I have an update. You guys know, but our listeners don't know. I fucking dropped my scrunchie in the toilet again today. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what is happening. Her hair's it's, just so silky soft, I guess. So, well, actually, it's because, like, I'm really stressed and my hair is just thinning at a rapid rate. It's, like, coming out in clumps. Um, so that's, you know, a reason why. But I can't believe it. This time, y'all, it was a clean-ass toilet, and it scared me. Like, I looked behind me, and I was like, oh, I'm like, what is that? And I was like, is that, like, a like a mystery turd? No, it's just my giant <laughs> black scrunchie. Anyway, so you know what? I'm just gonna throw that out there it's 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 because once again my scrunchie went into the toilet i'm gonna avoid all toilets i think for like the time being before you pee what the I, fuck is a mystery turd like you saw the toilet nothing was there also it's like hey well exactly because I, I wasn't i was listening i was listening to like another podcast and i was like uh, doing my makeup i was actually doing my makeup doing and i had my hair pulled back in a pony like a little pony and I guess it fell out when I was doing whatever and so when I turned around to grab something yeah I saw the toilet and I'm like oh like it scared me because I was like oh my god what is it what is that and I thought it was a mystery turd but it was just my scrunchie so anyway that's my life it's fine uh Mike what about you uh, okay uh, quick side note but is it scungy or scrunchy 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 damn it okay. like, yeah, like you're Chico right. Perez it's such a Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about it with someone today and I said scrudgy and after she immediately started laughing and after yeah, she said like, the exact same thing she was like you're such a dude <laughs> okay cool uh yeah so yeah reason I should be uh single um if anything it's really embarrassing uh I usually go for like these walks like super late at night and um I haven't been doing them often I haven't been doing for like a while um so I believe it was was it last night no it was the night before when we had like a snowfall it was almost like blizzard like yeah and I, and I was like okay do you know what I'm for some reason 
I'm feeling like the need for adventure. I'm going to go out during this blizzard. And that's when I'm going to do my walk. So it's like the first time I'm wearing like my, my heavy boots and everything. And I, I, and I usually walk along the way, like West to like Ossington. So it's like, an, from my place, it's almost like an, an hour or so walk at that point. Why do you go at night? I don't know. Because he's a boy and he doesn't have to worry about being kidnapped. It's a little bit of that. It is kind of me flexing my privilege. I apologize, but it's kind of Mm -hmm. what it is. Um, But halfway through my- Blackmail privilege. I can't. Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. We don't have many. (laughs) 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 But halfway through my walk, I got like seriously winded and tired for whatever reason. I don't know. Like it got to the point where- I, I actually hopped on the TTC to get back home because I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I stopped. I like was panting, look around. I, I had a joint with me. I lit up my joint. I was like, <sighs> well, that I, helps. And after, but then yeah. I hopped on the TTC, <laughs> but that's how stressed it was. <laughs> so whatever reason, I need to step up my cardio game because it's uh, yeah. been a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I'm, I'm single. But that's, that's the only cardio game I need. To, I'm just going to stop. That was a stupid thing. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, I should be single this week. Okay. Don't judge me. I never do this. I also live alone and um, (laughs) I clean the shit out of my place. Like every day I vacuum, Swiffer, clean the bathroom, clean the tub, clean the toilet. Anyway, so I'm allowed to do this once in my life. Okay. I peed in my shower. (laughs) I didn't know where this was going. I'm like, what did you do? Like eat something off your floor? Like, (laughs) no, but to be fair, I do like wash my tub like every week, every two weeks. I mean, I'm not judging you. I've done it. (laughs) How great did it feel though? Pretty great, right? It was so nice. Um, so a Sal, like question for you, like, were you like showering or were you just like, you know what? Fuck the toilet. I'm just going to piss in my tub. I'm, I'm oh, curious oh. how this went down. Good question. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was showering and I really had to go. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. Anyway. <laughs> I'd be more concerned if it was the second one. You just yeah. were like, I don't want to use my toilet today. Let's switch yeah. things up in isolation. <laughs> that's what you don't know, so much like, like, <laughs> like, you know what? I just... Take off all my clothes and hop in the shower and take away. <laughs> oh, those That's are funny. Ones. No, I've done it before because, like, yeah, getting out of the shower and drying off or getting like everything wet is just like too much. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's like good for the environment. Totally. Yeah. yeah it's two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a safe space. We all agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We agree with you. We're not judging you. Yeah. I'm never using your shower ever. But like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, time to get into this week's episode. So it has been a hot minute since we've had an episode where we talk about sex. Um, So today you're in for a treat because we have invited Lorraine Hewitt to join us for today's episode. So Lorraine is an experienced sex educator and relationship expert who has been helping enhance people's sex lives for over 15 years. Um, She has been featured on numerous TV shows and in publications, and she frequently teaches several workshops around things like giving great head, flirtation, and more. Um, She also is a pioneering local burlesque artist under her stage name, Coco La Creme. So everyone join me in welcoming... So thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you and ask you all the questions, but to kick things off, why don't you just tell our listeners a bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Great. I'm so happy to be here. And I, so I'm a sex educator and what that means really, (laughs) in terms of what I do, is I teach adults about pleasure skills, communication skills, um, stuff about dating and relationships. So yeah, so my sex ed work that I do, it's geared towards adults. um, And I've been teaching workshops for about 16 years now. Wow. That's incredible. So you're like, you're like a veteran. You, you, you're very wise in your ways. And I'm sure you have a lot of uh, intel to give us. Um, so, so how, how did you find your way into uh, becoming a sex educator? Like, how did that, you know, come about? Was it something that you were always interested in as like a, a young adult? Um, or is it something that happened later in life? Yeah, actually, it was something that happened 
I guess as a young adult, yeah, in, in my early 20s is when I sort of began that journey. Um, and honestly, it's not something I ever envisioned earlier on or even knew that that was where my journey was leading. Uh, in fact, I started out just seeking sex education and information for myself. N you know, like many people, I grew up in a home where sex was not uh, a topic that was discussed. I got the basic kind of education that you get in school, but that wasn't enough for me to go out as an adult, uh, you know, and a young person and have good sex. It just wasn't enough information. And so I found that sex for me was really lacking. You know, you, you build it up so much and it's supposed to be so amazing. And I just thought, this is really kind of falling flat for me. And I know that part of it is that I feel insecure, like I don't know what I'm doing. And so I wanted to educate myself. And, and honestly, I worked at a hair salon at the time and I went around the corner uh, almost every day to a progressive sex shop that opened in the same neighborhood. Uh, and I would just be in there asking questions, looking at things. And Good one day they asked me, do you want to, you know, we're, we're hiring. Do you want to apply to work here? <laughs> and I You're thought, here a lot. It's getting weird. Do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Like she seems like she wants to be friends. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, and honestly, um, it, it just sounded amazing to me. Um, and when I started working in the shop, I realized that it wasn't just me who had these kinds of questions. Right. Uh, Cause then everybody started to come in and, and ask me questions as well. And, uh, and that made me really want to go into doing this kind of work. Um, you know, being into the, stepping into the industry in that way actually gave me access to other sex educators to learn mm. from them about what they do uh, and uh, inspired me to want to study social work as well. And so that is, yeah, that's how it, I entered into it really, just being curious about sex myself and wanting things to better. <laughs> um, so being in the line of work uh, that you do, um, what are some of the biggest challenges or insecurities you find women face with their sexuality? Well, I think when it comes to women, there's always this real desire to take care of the needs of a partner. Uh, so <clears throat> I find that women are often really concerned about their, about whether their skills work uh, on their partner. Um, they feel insecure really just about whether they're good at sex, you know? Um, so encounter that a lot. And I think that there is a tendency to feel a responsibility for the entirety of your partner's experience uh, rather than really thinking about the communication that's necessary to produce a good experience for both people, right? Um, there's a sort of thought, I, I think that you should really just know how to touch someone and do it right every time, otherwise there's something wrong with you. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and I guess part of the work that I do definitely is, is trying to take that pressure off of people to say, you know what, everybody has to learn. And not only that, even if you learn things, Every person is different. And even, you know, when you get to know a partner, what they want can change day to day. So there really needs to be this constant communication and not so much this internalizing of, oh, if things don't go well, something that I must have done or not done right. Um, that's, so that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. That's so interesting because I, I find there's such a change now where it's okay to ask questions now during sex or after sex. Because before, especially as a guy, if you asked a question being like, you know, so like, how is that? You came off as like not confident and they're just like, mm -hmm. why is he asking me? You're like, why do you want to know that or anything else? So, and I found now that a lot of women are saying, so like, how was that? And I'm like, oh, you're asking me. Oh, wow. Uh, it was good. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, it's like, I'm <laughs> and happy I also don't, yeah. And I also don't know if that's something that like, I think it's partly just like, the world we live in now, like yeah. we're more, we feel more open to talk about it. But then I also think it does like for me, at least comes with like age and like experience. Like I now at 30 feel more comfortable asking those questions. Whereas like mm. you would have like asked like even 25 year old Lauren to like yeah. be more vocal about what I wanted or like asked a guy like 
if something I was doing was good, I'd be like mortified to do that for some strange reason. Like <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, I think it's definitely like a maturity thing because yeah, it's going to be different than like a 20 year old being like, so how was that dick? It's like, what? No, it's like, <laughs> you have to like maneuver it. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, age can help so much and just building up that ability, right. To like um, Lauren said, be confident. Um, but also, you know, I find when I'm teaching that people are coming at all different kinds of ages. And so, you know, I'm also sometimes teaching older um, uh, women who may not have, you know, been a part of that cultural zeitgeist yeah. uh, of uh, being more open. And also, you know, at the same time, younger people who still might not feel like they have access to that kind of freedom. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we want to like ask because we know we like did some creeping on you and we found like all these cool workshops that you teach. Um, and so like, research. Like, where, where do we start? Because like there's so many things you teach, like teach people that I think is, are really interesting. And like one of the things we came across was um, your workshops you do on like flirting because I think that like we kind of just like push flirting under the rug. Like, I don't know, at this point in my life, I don't really think that much about flirting, but like, I'm sure there's things that I'm doing that I like think are flirtatious that aren't, or like I could improve <laughs> on. Cause it's just something I don't think about. Right. Well, the good old eyebrow races don't, don't work yeah. anymore. <laughs> we don't do that, Mike. We don't want wrinkles, okay? We don't want wrinkles. <laughs> we can't all afford, afford Botox, okay? It's called shea butter. Like, geez, take care of yourself. Whatever. Well, I'm so curious on like this flirtation workshop that you teach. Um, like, what is that all about? And like, what are like the the biggest reasons people go to like sign up for it? But also like some of your like biggest. Like, obviously, you're not going to give away everything on this podcast, but like a couple of your biggest takeaways that um, you find people like really benefit from. For sure. Um, Yeah. So I think the reason people often um, say that they're in the class is because they feel intimidated by the idea of flirting and they feel like they can't, they don't really feel comfortable engaging um, in ways, whether that's because they're shy or whether that's just because they don't feel like they know or can recognize social cues. Um, So yeah, so definitely it's um, for folks who I think as opposed to engaging really naturally feel a little apprehensive, right, to do that. And um, I'd say that what is some of the most important things to take away. One is that you can't, even if you are an amazing flirt, um, so, you know, if you have issues with it and you feel like there's other people out there and they're so great at it and they never have problems, it's important to recognize that no matter who you are, you can't control other people's responses and reactions to you, right? Um, All you can really do is be somebody who puts themselves out there in a positive way, um, who, you know, really goes for it in a, you know, and doesn't um, hold themselves back out of fear and, um, and tries to make other people in the world uh, feel special, right? Rather than hunted or <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> so, um, so um, you know, because I do find that sometimes um, people might come with the attitude that there's a magic trick that they'll learn and that that will solve all their dating problems, right? If I learn these magic tricks, then when I go talk to somebody, they're gonna obviously say yes. And so that's something I definitely have to dispel and just say, no, this is about human interaction. It's also about you understanding what you like, right? And not completely giving power over to another person to decide whether or not you're worthy, right? You also get to be a full participant and decide, is this somebody I like, right? And that's part of the point of flirting. So, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe maybe I, I need a little bit of advice, though. Okay. okay. okay so when it comes to flirting, I, I, I never – people think I'm either coming off as, like, cold or I, I'm too inquisitive. Like, I just don't know how to uh, flirt. I'm, a, I'm stuck in this weird line, okay? So I don't want to, like – 
set, say something and then include a little winky face because that's not my style. That's just not, I, I'm, I'm not that person in real life. I wouldn't like talk to someone and be like winky face. Like I just can't, you know, and I'm taught when I'm talking to guys on dating apps um, and I, you know, and like they'll send me something and with like a winky face, I'm instantly turned off and I don't know why. Like, and I know it's them trying to flirt, but like their approach, it's just, and it's so innocent, but it still like rubs me the wrong way. And, you know, like I mentioned, I've been kind of, told like I can come off as like a little bit cold because I'm not that way like I'm just not that way when I'm you know flirting through text or anything like that and let's be realistic especially in today's climate Mm -hmm. that's all we're doing like we're on if we're on dating apps we're texting people it's not like you know we're out there in like bars or cafes on the subway like meeting people that's just not happening so I how do I how do I still like flirt with somebody and show that I'm interested in them without just you know it coming off as um you know I'm just like I have a checklist and going through okay so what kind of music do you like I just I don't know I don't know I'm so I'm so curious if you have any tips for people like me out there who are so put off by a winky face (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I I do I mean I think that emojis can and um what are they called now? Emoticons, the just text yeah. ones. Uh, I think that those can work nicely uh, for sure. But I also understand that, yeah, if something doesn't feel natural, um, it just doesn't. And so <clears throat> I, I would say utilizing humor as much as possible is a way to offset that um, thing of feeling like you're just sort of going through a checklist. <clears throat> you know, when somebody gives a response, to instead of moving on to perhaps the next inquiry um, to play with that response a little bit um, and draw it out and um, perhaps offer something a little bit more about yourself that relates back as well uh, so that there's a sense of being heard and listened to and a little bit of playfulness without having to yeah necessarily put the winky face in and say like hey like you can see I'm you know you can see how funny I am right yeah it's like forced (laughs) yeah I don't know I see the winky face and I'm like cringe um okay so thank you okay so humor I mean I'm kind of funny-ish right guys like I can maybe I can work that in a little bit with my flirting we'll see you're not bad okay okay I'll try a little harder so when it when it for other people out there, what do you think uh, we we often forget when it comes to flirting, or like, what what do we struggle with most when it comes to flirting? Mm-hmm. I think that for a lot of people, what happens, you know, flirting <clears throat> flirting is something we do all the time. Uh, we are always having these sorts of interactions, right, where we need to put people at ease, we need to establish some common ground, um, and um, we want to just investigate people a little bit, right? (laughs) Find out a little bit about them. But people do raise the stakes a lot in their own minds when there's a romantic interest uh, with the the flirting. And so I think that one of the things that folks I think need to keep in mind sometimes is just try as much as you can not to put this pressure on yourself to imagine the outcome of the situation, right? really try to be more in the moment, more in touch with your own reactions and responses, right? Rather than so completely focused on what impression you think you might be making, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to be a bit more embodied and in touch with yourself. Um, And if you really, really get nervous to put your focus on making the other person comfortable Uh, and that can help you take, you know, to help you get out of your own head a little bit. Good advice. (laughs) so you you host all sorts of different workshops on all sorts of different topics so let's get a little more pg-13 and (laughs) no girl we're going r we're going m okay (laughs) we're we're going mature this is (laughs) i have it it's right in my alley (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's talk about oral sex for a second here um are you able to share some tricks or tips when it comes to giving the best blowjob? Okay, so yeah, here's here's a, a tip. One is eye contact. And um, eye contact, I think, is so hugely important because our experience of sex isn't just physical, right? It's also that engagement, uh, you know, that mental aspect. And eye contact, I think, really enhances intimate experiences. 
And I feel like it also <clears throat> allows for better communication, right? Um, a better understanding of a partner's experience. So not every position is great for eye contact. Uh, you know, you got to think about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, <clears throat> and more often, I tell people, think about it more often and start in or shift into positions that facilitate eye contact. And you don't have to stare the person down through the whole blowjob, right? <laughs> so that they start to get a little freaked out. Um, but, you know, you can have some meaningful moments and, uh, and have some shared vulnerability, right? That yeah. uh, <laughs> really contributes to the experience. Um, and then as far as uh, another... Um, tip. Um, one thing that I'll say as well is that it's important to think about how arousal builds and that, you know, the way that you that you want to be touched when arousal is low or just starting is different from how you're going to want to be touched when arousal is really high. And so I think that's just something that sometimes people don't think about. I know sometimes, um, you know, people kind of go in with a lot of gusto and they're sort of like, I'm going to get her done. Right. But I'm like, you know, it's good to start gentle. Yeah. And build up. Like <laughs> and then you have more stamina, right. When you need it. <laughs> as well. I like this advice. <laughs> so, so I have a question because Mike, okay. I mean, you're, you're the guy on the podcast. So when a yeah. girl is like giving you head, like, and she's making eye contact, is it, does, do you, are you just like, fuck yeah. Like, is it, does it, do you feel <laughs> that connection a little bit more? Are like, does, is that something that like, when that happens, you're just like, do you feel a little bit more like in the moment or is what is what, it that you feel when you have that? Cause I'm just, cause I'm always apprehensive to make eye contact because I'm like, what do I look like? First of all, I'm like, what, I'm going to look at you like, oh, what the dick am I now? Like I'm always, I'm super <laughs> self-conscious from the, from the I'm top gonna, of the ring. Interject and say that you look amazing and yeah. that any partner would say that's a good look for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, it, you know, I'll, I'll say okay. it depends on, uh, depends on my dance partner when it comes to oral sex. So like if it's someone that like I'm really, really feeling, then yes, the eye contact is like the hottest thing ever. Okay. Yeah, like no, 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 no porn, no nothing is ever going to achieve like what's happening right now that I'm seeing right here and then and there. Um, if it's if it's not if that romantic kind of thing is not there, you guys are just two people hooking up, then yeah, you can bypass maybe a few things here and there. But I was wondering, it doesn't have to be that intimate, right? So. I was wondering what the flip side of that was. And I was like, and then when you're not feeling them, you don't want to look them in the eye. <laughs> it's just this. It's, it's you slowly go. <laughs> you just want to envision no, You're not pushing down. You just kind of like, you, you don't have to look at. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. But uh, but yeah, yeah. No, it's like the, the eye looking and the buildup. No, that buildup thing is so true. Um, because um, I, I think it's it falls on both both sides, whether it's uh, men or women or, or whoever, it's um, just barreling in is not always the best <laughs> scenario of doing something like you think it is. Maybe you, you saw it on a few things or or you, you, you saw a clip somewhere. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's a move I'll definitely just go with. But um, but doing that slow build up, a little bit of teasing here and there to kind of get it going. And then like when they start you know, communicating with you, being like, oh, yeah, that's it. Then you're just like, OK, I'm zeroing in right there. And then. Boom. Yeah. I don't know why I said boom, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so j just before we jump to the next question really quickly. Um, okay. Sorry. I feel like I'm such a problem child in this podcast, <laughs> but like <laughs> when it comes, okay. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Mm. Okay. And guys like pee, pee from their pee pee. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm just That's why blowjobs are shocking to me every time. I'm like, like, oh my gosh, she's doing this right now. But like, yeah. especially if it's somebody like, you know what, like you, let's, let's say, you know, you, you, you've been dating somebody and you know, and it, it, for a couple, for a couple weeks now and things are starting to get intimate and you're like, whoop, whoop, going to go down to pound town, but you want to have like some of that, like, you know, uh, foreplay happening. Foreplay, yeah. Is there like a nice way to be like, can you go wash your dick? <laughs> I'm dead serious because I've yeah. always I've always been like, well, I'm just gonna grin and bear it because oh that's gosh. what we do. But like, you know, like well, uh, I think like, that, I hope the people that I'm hooking up with, like, you know, showered pre prior to me come on, what do you do? 
day. Like, hopefully they've showered and prepared for that day. Yeah, did all the scrubbing. Like, yeah. <laughs> guys, please scrub your balls before you have, like, oh my God. Yes. Uh, You've been through that. I do think it's common courtesy, yeah, to, uh, you know, wash your dick. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, uh, but sometimes you might feel the need to say something. And um, how, what I found can be, you know, a, a more gentle kind of way to bring it up. It's been to just say, you know what, it's been a long day. Um, why don't you hop in the shower? Uh, and, um, you know, I'm going to pour a couple drinks. Right. And just like, so it's just not saying you stank. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a little thing of saying like, Hey, you know, just, um, giving you that space yeah. to go wash your dick. So, and I think, you know, when you, um, uh, if you too, if you feel comfortable with it, right. Um, if it is more of a, casual situation um you may or may not feel comfortable but you could also just say you know um why don't we take a shower together right mm -hmm. so that could be another kind of option as well um and you know i think when it comes to long term you can just like establish some standards right exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah certainly okay oh, thank <laughs> you so much and also so i have a story okay like and i haven't told anybody i've never told a soul this so i might get i might to edit this out but i legit like i because you know i was dating this guy for a while and i'm like a bit of a, like i said a bit of a cleanliness like freak mm -hmm. and so he knew that it was time to whatever and that night we were definitely drinking we were smoking a little weed um so we were probably both like Mer. but anyways when it came time to like whatever like i knew he was in the bathroom he was like freshening up and like when i was giving him head like afterwards i noticed I'm like oh what's on my mouth legit he didn't like wash the soap off properly and i like had like soap all around my fucking mouth and it was like and it was like i woke and like i woke up like also like and also like this isn't like not in the act this is like i woke up in the middle of the night to go get water and i was like oh my god and i looked in the mirror like there was like soap on my mouth like it was so soap brutal while you were giving head no i was so i was drinking and in the stone off yeah. my mind probably so it's just oh. like I don't remember this was like years ago but i was just like i've oh and i never told him about that but and i haven't told any but a soul but i'm just like listen that happened once so just i saying. like that i don't feel like that should be I like a little like i like a little irish soap ring like, <laughs> around my fucking mouth yeah anyway no, I, I, so when you when you when you wash your dick let's wash the soap off your dick yeah properly okay, thoroughly make rinse. sure we're doing that gentlemen yeah. <laughs> you know wash rinse repeat and then rinse again yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to okay, really like, towel it down hard and a, a nice little blot whatever <laughs> yeah the whole process must be complete. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Gosh, that's so funny um, okay so obviously like these tips you just gave us like those can be good no matter like what sex you're talking to but I'm wondering if there is for our male listeners out there that are listening um if you have any additional tips for them going down on ladies mm, yeah I mean I think that um one of the things that <clears throat> folks don't always realize is that you can be less laser focused on the clitoris mm. um, and that, you know, that can be especially a good thing um, in the beginning, but even all through, it's important to check in with your partner because the clitoris is such a sensitive bundle of nerves. There's 8,000 nerve endings there, right? So that's quite a bit. And so because it is so sensitive, it is really important to get a sense of, does it feel better to be a little bit over um, at the top, right? More by the clitoral head. Does it feel better to be a little bit more on the left or the right sometimes? Um, often, actually, there is a preferred side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and generally to explore the whole vulva, right? Um, to, you know, get really into the labia. There's a lot of fantastic sensation that can be derived from more intense stimulation of the labia as well. So the clitoris, of course, is going to be the main 
um, sensitive area and, you know, for many women, the seat of orgasm, but it's so easy to overstimulate it that, you know, you really should be a little bit more nuanced in how you approach it and communicate more gem. with your partner about that. You're giving away all the secrets right now. Oh. <laughs> Some of these guys don't deserve to know. Like, now I have to step my game with people No, more. all guys should know. <laughs> I want to be special, but no. <laughs> for sure. Well, lucky, luckily for you, Mike, we, we do have male listeners, but you know, let's, let's be realistic. Our audience is mostly, mostly women. So you're, you're still in like the top, like there we go. one to 2% of like, you know, <laughs> hot tips. Um, Okay, so maybe switching gears a little bit. So you're not just a sex educator, Lorraine. Uh, maybe our listeners don't know, but you're also a burlesque dancer. Yeah. Right? Yes, it's true. So, so I'm so, so you know I'm so curious to know uh, when it comes to burlesque, like in your burlesque burlesque career, how did you get started? How did you discover it? And you know, how did you become confident to you know become like a burlesque performer? Because for those maybe our listeners who don't know what burlesque is, maybe you could give them a little bit more of a background. For sure. Uh, so burlesque is the art of the striptease. It is a performance art that involves dance. It involves um, often um, farcical sort of scenarios. Um, it's uh, very closely tied with comedy, but it's also sexy. Uh, and, uh, you know, can involve elaborate costumes. It's um, uh, something that is really open to people of all body types, which is one of the amazing things uh, I find about burlesque. And, the, and, you know, and people don't go down to full nudity. So you can go out and see it in your average bar when it's not pandemic. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and as far as how I got into it, to be honest, at the time that I started to get into it, I didn't know about burlesque as a modern thing that you could do. I thought about it as something that only existed in the past, right? Um, in the 30s, which was, um, you know, the start of 30s to the 50s was like the golden age of burlesque. Prohibition kind um, of era stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, <clears throat> The when I started doing it, we were really the first wave of that happening in Toronto at that time. So um, the troupe that I'm a part of, Skin Tight Out of Sight, um, we are the longest running troupe uh, continuously performing in Canada. Uh, so it's been over 20 years. And so it was really something that a friend of mine um, decided that she wanted to do. She had been doing some fetish shows where she was selling rubberware okay. and she decided to make the shows a little more interesting. And she was a fan of old school burlesque. And so she decided to incorporate that and to, you know, create a burlesque um, uh, troupe. Eventually she decided to abandon the rubberware and just continue on with the performance and nice. create a burlesque troupe that uh, was a little bit more on the edgy side, right? Um, and uh, that absolutely fit with me. Um, she reached out to me to ask to, if I wanted to be a part of it because I was actually already a go-go dancer. Um, <clears throat> I was uh, dancing at parties that friends of mine threw who were DJs and yeah, so she said, you know, you're already um, making costumes for yourself because I loved to, I loved that part of it. So she was like, you're already making costumes for yourself. You're already on stage. You know, do you want to come do this with us? And I thought, that sounds amazing. And then I realized that I didn't have to just dance. I had to take my clothes off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, like, I, you know, so I was absolutely nervous, um, despite the fact that I was already a, a performer, right? Like, it, it really was something that... Um, I, I was yeah, afraid of. <laughs> and, Naturally. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, in the end, um, I, I don't think my first performance was good. You know, um, I, it was probably fine, but um, I know I was nervous. But the thing was, is that I didn't die 
you know? Yeah. The, floor, the floor didn't open up and swallow me. Um, so One I thought, you show. know, <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, I can probably do this again um, and do it a little better next time. And, and so that uh, was great. And, and honestly, you know, the troop, like we were all different um, uh, bodies. We all had different styles. And you really never know that everyone in the audience is going to, you know, appreciate you. Um, but I think the main thing is that when you are putting your body out there, you have to appreciate it yourself, right? Um, you have to take on the attitude that even if you, you know, don't find me sexy, like my job is to come out here and make you find me sexy. Mm. Right? That's my job as a performer, um, to, <laughs> to deliver an unexpected experience. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I know that it doesn't mean that everyone would necessarily, like that I'd be your cup of tea if I walked down the street. And that's okay with me, as long as you're having that experience of what I'm putting out there as a performer, right? Totally. <clears throat> um, then that's fine. Um, and my confidence grew the more that I performed, right? The more that I performed and the more that I felt confident that I was putting out what I wanted to put out um, <clears throat> onto the stage, the more I felt good about it. And it was really amazing too to have people actually come after shows and say, you know, that they were felt better about their body because they saw that I was able to go out on a stage without, you know, without shame, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, so that helped too, because I think, you know, you realize like, well, everybody's got insecurities. Um, everybody holds those and, and none of us should feel like we don't have a right, right? To have our body admired. Um, and, um, you know, on days where I felt not as good. Um, we had a little thing we did backstage, which was uh, always really helpful. Um, and we would just say, you know, as long as we take our clothes off, they're going to love it. So. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, that's a little bit about it, I guess. It's been fun. I perform under the name Coco La Creme. Mm -hmm. um, and as I mentioned, uh, with the troops skin tight out of sight, and it's been so amazing. Um, burlesque has grown so much. Uh, it's in really incredible, you know, again, pre pandemic, but to see the amount of shows and performances out there are like, I'm a bit older now, so I don't go out on stage as often as I used to, but I love to see where the, how the community has grown and, uh, and how much of it you can find here in Toronto. That's so cool. Um, so when it comes to burlesque, I feel like people may find it a little bit awkward when they're trying to maybe do like a sexy dance for their partner. Um, what's your biggest piece of advice um, so that people can overcome that maybe insecurity or that awkwardness when they are, you know, doing a little burlesque show for their partner for the first time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think um. I, what I would say to folks who are doing it in the bedroom is that you can think of it more as a fun and playful thing and not take it so seriously, right? Burlesque in and of itself is a comedic tradition. It's farcical. So it's okay to not, you know, feel like you have to have like sexy stone face, right? You can smile and laugh with your partner. You can be giggling through it. That's not a problem. Um, and, uh, and I think to, to just practice a little bit, right? Um, not to focus too much on dancing, as you know, the, the way that you would on a stage. Mm -hmm. The bedroom is different, right? So it's more about just showing off. You know, it's about walking back and forth, wearing something sexy, touching your body, reaching out and like touching your partner a little bit or putting a part of your body towards them so that they might be able to touch it and, you know, saying like, not yet. <laughs> right. So think of it more as like parading, being playful with the person and a timed 
and taking off your clothes in time. And so just practice so that you know where in the song you want to take off your bra, where you want to take off, you know, the corset or whatever you might have on. And that's only so that you don't find yourself, um, you know, naked halfway through the song and not sure what to do next. <laughs> right. right. You got to plan a bit. You got to plan yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Musical cues. Yeah. Yes. It definitely helps. In, Honest, yeah. I was thinking about like, what song would I ever do? And the first thing that came to me, I was like, push it like salt and pepper. And I was like thinking, I was like, cause I can't do it seriously. Like, I just don't mm. think I have that in me, but I think just being like, you know, I'm being like, woo. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But that's totally. the thing. Like, like you, I love that you said like, it's like, like you know what you don't have to take it so seriously like yeah. like like you said it, it's it's farcical it doesn't it doesn't need to be like this big sexy thing it's it should be fun it should be interactive it should be a tease like have fun with it you know you don't, don't have to have the, the the Britney Spears python <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. um, okay like. Before we let you go or plug all your things before you go, I have like one last question. And it's like, obviously you um, mentioned like getting into this field, like you were just naturally curious. You were in the sex store asking all the questions. But for a lot of people, like that whole idea of that is like so intimidating to them and like makes them feel so uncomfortable to like openly talk about sex with whether it's a sex educator, whether it's going to a workshop, going to a sex store. So like, what's your biggest piece of advice for people like that to get over that initial like fear? I think to realize that you're not alone. Um, I, the, the topic of sex is so isolating because even now we still don't have that many really open conversations about it. And, you know, I find when I do workshops, sometimes that is the only space that that person may have taken to really talk about sex um, in, a, in a really frank way. And so it's always amazing for folks to be in a class with other people and realize that it's not just them, right, mm -hmm. that has questions. It's not that just them that worries um, about certain aspects of sex. And so I think that um, knowing that the reason this industry exists is, you know, the reason there's books and videos and so much stuff out there is because you're not alone, um, because it's a common experience. And because honestly, again, sex is a skill, you know, um, you're, you're not just granted with the ability to have amazing sex with whoever you're having sex with. <laughs> right? If only were that easy. <laughs> yeah, right? So it is something that we have to learn, um, that we have to learn about. And um, that's something that, you know, folks um, need to, to need to realize in order to feel okay to access information. Um, because we're told that other things we need to learn, right? You need to learn how to cook. You need to, you know, learn how to write an essay. Uh, but we're not told that like sex is something you need to learn. Um, so and so I th think that just that knowledge, I hope, will help people to understand that it's okay to seek information. So Lorraine, are you hosting any maybe upcoming workshops that you'd like to plug for some of our listeners? Are you doing anything virtually um, over the next couple of weeks or coming months? Yeah, actually I am. Um, I will be doing a workshop on December 17th with Good For Her. It'll be my Giving Great Head class. Uh, so <laughs> that is definitely coming up. Um, and I do also have workshops coming up through January and February. So these are virtual classes done over Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, you sign up <clears throat> at goodforher.com. Uh, right now at this time, that's the only space where I am doing workshops, but they have a calendar on their website. There's also wonderful other classes taught by other facilitators but um but you know you can find mine there <laughs> and and, uh, um, and uh, so coming up in the new year I know on the schedule I have um you know a, a additional chances to take giving great head as well as a class on open relationships for people who are curious about that or maybe just getting started with non-monogamy. Um, and I have actually a class uh, coming up in February as well. 
uh, good for her on vibrant virtual dating. So um, right now in pandemic, it's so important to, you know, still be trying to be social. And a lot of folks are not sure about internet dating and <clears throat> how to do it and especially how to then even have dates online. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'll be teaching a class about that in February. Cool. That's that's amazing. And we love Good For Her. I know uh, Asal, Lauren and I, we did attend a workshop there, you know, when we were allowed to be in a room with more than, you know, 10 people, um, which is fantastic. So definitely, guys, check out Good For Her. Look for Lorraine's classes. Uh, Lorraine, before we let you go, we'd love to give you the opportunity to plug some of your socials or where people can reach out and contact you. So you have the floor. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I am not the most social media savvy, but I'm trying to work on it. You can find me on Instagram um, as Princess Low Superstar. That is like an old 90s kind of title that I still hang on to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also find me on Facebook under my burlesque name, Coco La Creme. Um, And and also... uh, I would say for folks who are wanting to see a little bit more of me too, I actually am going to be launching a website in the new year and you'll be able to see that information on the Good For Her website as well, right? Like my profile as a facilitator will be updated with that info and um, uh, the affiliate workshops um, information will be updated there as well. So, yeah. So I haven't uh, been too much a part of the internet age, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there exactly. <laughs> cool. We'll make sure to link all that stuff in the description of this as well, so people can easily click through and find you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Lorraine, for uh, coming on here and, you know, spreading your wisdom with all of us and our listeners. We really appreciate it. Once again, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, that'd be great. I really enjoyed it, guys. Um, nice. Thanks for having me on. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye. Bye, Lorraine. Bye. <laughs> All right, so this brings us to our segment. Um, what are we doing again? Would you rather? <laughs> Would you rather sex edition? You said it with such confidence, like you were. You yeah, knew I know. Where like she was prepped. <laughs> um. Yeah. Would you rather? So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. I have some. So we made these sexy to go with the theme of this episode. Um. So I'm. Let's do it in the order of Asal, Carly, Mike, and then myself. Cool. So, my first would you rather, are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Would you rather have sex in your childhood bedroom or your childhood basement? Oh, um. <laughs> it's such a, everyone looks so deep in thought. <laughs> I mean, I, remember. Before, I wouldn't care. I, I feel like my bedroom. Okay. Like, bedroom i feel like it'd be cute and cozy (laughs) (laughs) all my teddy bears around (laughs) like a little single bed or whatever you have (laughs) like okay so i'm gonna see my childhood bedroom because it it's like not my room anymore but still i'd still bang in there never my basement my basement you can't even like stand up in okay like i live in a (laughs) shoebox it's fine um yeah so me childhood bed for sure Mike? Uh, for me, it's childhood basement because we had like a finished basement and it had like access to, we had this room called the toy room, which is basically just like, well, it's the room that had all the toys and uh, they had like a direct line to uh, the washroom and stuff like that. And we had a second fridge. So it, like you had everything there. It was pretty much like its own like, kind of like hotel like kind of spot. all have centipedes and spiders and shit. No, no, ours were clean, man. That was my job. I had to vacuum that shit every week. Mike so was rich. Was, yeah. No, we were not. He's, he's, <laughs> Mike is bourgeois. Okay, we get it. You, 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 had, you had a toy yeah, room yes. and like uh, it connected oh to like God. a bathroom and like a fridge. Like, hey, yeah, we get it. No, it was good. No centipedes. He was bourgeois. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I would choose my childhood basement as well because we also had a finished basement and there was like a spare bedroom down there. And I just feel like it had a better vibe than maybe my bedroom that was like next to my parents. Mm. I should also mention, yeah, my bedroom was like on the main floor and all the other bedrooms are upstairs. So yeah, kind of separate. Yeah. Dope. 
Okay. Do you want me to do another one or does someone else want to do one? Why don't you do yours, Lo, and then I'll go next. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pick what one is the best one. Okay. Would you rather use a shower head or an electric toothbrush as a makeshift sex toy? Sex toy. Shower head or a toothbrush? Um, depends. Like, you know, there's like toothbrushes where like the head comes off. Like you can lose that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's facts. That's yeah. Um, and, but you can't go wrong with water. I feel like shower head. <laughs> I'm also going to go with shower head. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I yeah. agree, yeah, shower head's like the safest mm-hmm. way to go. And I feel like it's been around, it's tried and true. Um, like with the electric toothbrush, like you can run out of batteries or something like that, but shower head, it's always yeah, there. Don't burn yeah, and you'd ha- I have to have like a clean electric toothbrush. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like that's too much work. Like showerhead, I think sounds the most. Yeah. Safe. Like you can't reuse yeah. that toothbrush or at least no. you shouldn't. Uh, that's no. true. Yeah. We all make very good points here. Yeah. <laughs> no toothbrushes for us. No. 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 Okay, guys. So I have one. Um, w- so just kind of spinning off of what we talked about in today's episode with Lorraine, we we're talking about sexy dancing. Hello. Would you rather receive a sexy burlesque dance or be the one to give it oh am i going Ooh, laura uh who goes lauren is out i don't know <laughs> um i can go sure okay um okay would you rather give one or receive one yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> both sound very cringy to me um <laughs> I guess receive one because I just think it would be really funny. Like, I wouldn't be like, I don't think I would find it sexy. But I also don't think I would find a burlesque dance that I perform very sexy. So I don't think there's any winning in this situation. Um, I think I would want to receive it because I think it'd be just really funny. We're on the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, that's a it's a tough one. I don't know why it's a tough one. Um, I'll I'll go with receive as well. Um, I'm pretty confident in my burlesque skills, so I want to see what the other person brings to the table. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I can totally see you doing it, 100. percent I could too. Magic. Yeah. Money. Oh, Magic Mike. I know. That's Baby, what I'm this is your thing. I have at least two movies to like study up on that I can get yeah. good at. So like, yeah. I mean, I'd watch that. Wouldn't you guys? Yeah, I'm intrigued. I think we'd all fucking tune in. So I'm just saying, OnlyFans, think about it, Mike. Okay, well, so- everyone get on our Patreon and it's never going to happen. What? what? Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? Like, you guys know how I feel, but when guys like dance, like, yeah, you I'm, like, not- I'm like, Oh my God. Like, honestly, nothing will drive me up more like the Sahara does than a guy like dancing. Um, If I, I don't know, you know what? I'm just going to say I would rather do it because I could make it like funny, like in a way, like I know it's supposed to be like sexy or whatever, but I definitely like, I don't know, like maybe I'd like wear like like, an inflatable T-Rex costume and then like underneath I'd have like a winter coat and then. I would love that. I'd love that. I'd make it fun because the guy that I end up with will have to like find that fucking hilarious yeah. you know like this like awkward thing so yeah okay i think i'll, I'll give i'll give i like okay. it that's a good one mm-hmm. okay and i'll go do you want me to go again or do you, does anybody else have one that they want to go i have one actually okay um, Mike, give us okay. one last one okay would you rather have sex with your ex or with your mortal enemy with my ex I'm mortal enemy um who's my ex <laughs> like the most recent ex just any ex I, it's a, it just says ex maybe like the i don't know the most devastating one what if your know. ex is your ex? <laughs> <laughs> i think i would choose my ex like i don't think i really have any that are like like there's some that i like wouldn't necessarily want to have sex with but like uh-huh. i would i don't know who my like enemy is yeah because like i don't really have anyone i hate that much but i'm sure there's someone out there that like <laughs> someone out there that can get it yeah oh i'll go with my ex <laughs> okay yeah i'd say my ex too like i can't think of anybody i hate that like 
yeah, I don't have it mm-hmm. anymore. Or that I know of yet. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sure there's some haters listening. There's someone out there. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're hoping for. But yeah, <laughs> Carly, what are you? Oh, uh, for sure. X. X. I don't have any enemies. Just kidding. Um, yeah, my enemies, <laughs> my, my mortal, like my enemy would be like a girl and that's not my jam. So for sure I'd be like banging my ex. I don't know why I'm thinking like mortal enemy, because I feel like it could be like a pretty, a hot, sexy time of maybe just like hate sex or something like that. No, I hate them too much. Yeah, I know. But if you feel that way, Mikey, I mean, you that's to a, you, you know? I know. That's, I'm, just, I'm just saying like it a could nice be hate, a, a nice hate buck. Yeah. And then you just like, and you just like, fuck you. You both just walk out the room. But I guess it would be like my place I'm hosting. So like they would have to leave. But like, yeah. <laughs> hmm yeah. Okay. Hey, I like those guys. Yeah. Very creative. <laughs> I, Carly, you froze again, and then I didn't know what you said. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. I was like, hey, I'm not going to say anything anymore. You can, you, can guys. you can wrap it. You can wrap it up. I'm going to go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you liked it. Leave us a review. Send us a DM. I don't know what else. Send us your dick pics. No. <laughs> Unless it's nice. Okay, bye. Um, have a Peace. good day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us. And make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.